tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads from over 200 countries and your number one source in after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Whoa, this is different. Oh, okay. This is some interesting, like... But this is like one of those like high-pitched like anime songs you see people like do the no, dance videos too. That would be the Hatsune Miku. Yeah, it's a Vocaloid version. Holy cow! <laughs> All right, so I feel like it should be in DDR right now. What? The yeah, nuts? it does sound DDR-ish. Ah, this wouldn't have very good stream would, on DDR. This would have like the like QC dances to it, like five like Japanese girls like doing the dance I'm gonna together. Have to find the full version of this when we're done because I'm so curious now. Well, guys, I know. <laughs> welcome to Zach on Titan, the happiest show on the on internet. Earth. And so true. joining us today, John Quick, sup, sup. and Katie Colin. Hashtag techno German? <laughs> as well as Megan Salinas. Hi, everyone. And guys, I'm Dave Klein. Today, back today, to talk about uh, everyone cover your ears. <laughs> Yeah. Given what we're playing right now, yeah, maybe. Yeah, just stop, stop. Um, so and also weird. the also the line leading up from last week's episode that leads us right into this episode, which is where uh, we get, of course, Audio not doing that, and <laughs> that just seems to be his just... his shtick. Like any time he can, like open mouth, insert foot, or screw up, that's just what he does. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I, such a badass, I'm not going to cover my ears. I immediately regret this decision. I love the look on his face of, oh, I should have done that. <laughs> Ooh. Well, and even Aaron, he's got one hand on the horse and one on his ear, and he's just kind of like, uh. Not that Levi gave him that much time. He's like, everybody cover your ears. What? Oh! <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking, like, first you have to hear that command, and you're already, like, you're steering a horse at the same time that's running, galloping. Yeah, Count you, to three, if then. You, if you if don't you know, let go of the reins, yeah. you don't let go of the reins, then you have to like pull your arms up and you're pulling back on the reins so your horse is going to stop. If you, and if you know what you're too. doing, if you know what you're doing on a horse, if you can actually ride well, you don't necessarily need the reins to keep it going in a straight line, especially when it understands that if I stop or veer off, I die. Same. Horses are not dumb. No, I mean, you don't need to. I'm just saying that, I, to me, it was more the fact that it's galloping, so it's just like you have nothing to hold on to while it's yeah, galloping. But that you hold on with your legs. I know you, you squeeze with your <laughs> legs, yeah, that's yeah. mainly what you, you do. Yes. I realize that, but... Slightly like this, with sharp objects in your hands. Like if you can thing. handle an ODM gear, you can ride a horse. The last time I rode a horse... This I is more unrealistic than ODM. Well, yes, but we were beginners. <laughs> <laughs> this is more unrealistic than ODM. <laughs> Disagree. Far more well, and all the horse riders in the comments are going to be like, Dave doesn't know what he's talking anyway, about. Anyway, <laughs> the point to that signal, right? Yes, yeah, so the point to that <laughs> signal is, well, I, I believe the point of the signal was to uh, something that we're going to get to by the end of the episode, yep. so we'll, we'll go to that a little bit later, but uh, this is where we start getting Aaron questioning the mission as the rear guard keep on popping out behind them and dying immediately. <laughs> Horribly. <laughs> right. Horrible ways. 
So he's questioning what they're doing, and no one's explaining to him really what what's going on, well, and he just has to make a choice. Well, nobody knows. I'm not even sure Levi knows. I think Levi got the same, like, was the only one who got even vague orders from Erwin, like, but nobody else has a clue as to what's happening. Well, and I love that that last little bit of dialogue that we got from last episode was him going, I don't need everything spoon-fed to me like a baby. Everyone else trusts him, and everyone else has it figured out, and I just need to figure it out. And then everyone looks terrified, and he kind of goes, shoot, I'm not the only one who's clueless. Where did that I don't need everything spoon-fed to me attitude go? I don't know, because with the spoon. I think it went out the window when you start seeing more and more people dying behind you uh, with the knowledge that you have the power to potentially stop it. Potentially. Potentially, but let's face it, Aaron... Aaron does not have a high, a high success rate when he's not being backed up. Yeah, but well, this is still... Well, he currently is backed up. I mean, who knows how that would have played out. Yeah, it's yeah. also, like, even with that, it's still better, per se, than watching everyone dying. Like, I'm not doing anything. Well, I, exactly. I'm not doing anything. When I was watching that, the, the, the line that kept on going through my lines is, like, Denzel Washington from Training Day, as he says to the shit ain't checkers, it's chess. And, like, that's what we're kind of seeing. It's not so much just take care of what's in front of you. There's a bigger game plan, and sometimes the pawns are going to get sacrificed. Aaron's playing tiddlywinks here. Yeah. That's a great movie and a great quote. But the the thing here that I was kind of thinking of, like, I remember at first, I was when I first watched this episode, I was pissed off with Aaron. I was like, come on, just do something. Or at least someone explain something, because everyone's clueless. But then I thought about more, and I was like, well, this is a military command, and really you're supposed to just trust your commander so and no one seems to be doing that everyone's just freaking out it's just like all right you need to kind of like put everyone in line and just be like trust your commander that's that's the or at least follow orders that's the number one part of being a in a troop i really liked the line that they use you know ours is but to do and die basically and that's the long and the short of it is you know don't ask questions just follow orders right And, and levi then going into this spiel with aaron like instead of just saying like just trust your orders. He goes into, well, honestly, I don't know what's right. I mean, like, hey, you can trust yourself or trust everybody else, but hey, I don't know. Well, we could make a do. choice. Like, just whatever ends up leading to less regrets is probably the best one. Yeah, and he's like, you know, you can make this choice, but nobody knows what the outcome is going to be. You know, the yeah. best you can hope for is that the consequences are minimal, which somehow wound up being the best thing to say in that situation, as opposed to just follow orders blindly, you'll be fine. It's, eh. Make your own decision, but if you really think that you can't <laughs> trust us, then I don't know, man. It sounds like a passive-aggressive parent when you say it like it that. It really is. Well, he kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's like, make your own decisions, do whatever. I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm caught between in that moment whether Levi is basically knowing the psychology of Aaron is using that, like, you know, uh, guilt trip parent maneuver, or if... Levi doesn't know what's going on and is thinking, it's like, well, what's the worst that can happen if he goes Titan and then we attack? I mean, the the point of this is to just, like, take her down or capture her. That could potentially work. What if we do that? Yeah. Like he's, well, he well it seems like the point is the latter of those, though, to capture as opposed to taking her down so they can start asking questions. Well, ultimately, you know, it's they're, they're very much just as scouts in general. They're always in a damned-if-you-do, damned-if-you-don't situation. No oh, matter yeah. what yeah. you do, there are going to be consequences. Standing by and just relying on your comrades might not necessarily work, but turning into a titan and attacking her head-on might not work either. And who can? nobody can really 
really say what is the better option because because nobody knows what the outcome is going to be. Either which way, somebody's going to die. <laughs> Welcome to Attack on Titan. Probably, and, and, and if you don't do anything, hey, not we, always. If you don't, and if you don't do anything, hey, we've always got the rear guard who continually are just popping and dying like flies. Yeah, there seems to be a, a lot of them. I mean, they don't have names. It's, They're new recruits. Whatever. I mean, it's like the female Titan is the driver, and those are just flies who are flying in front of the windshield Aww. by accident on a highway. <laughs> That's actually not a bad analogy. That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> oh. That's some pretty malevolent fly swatting going on there. Yeah. She but. grabs a guy and runs him straight into a tree while she's... That's... Mm. At least it was okay. over it. Yeah, it's a good twist. Yeah, it's brutal to watch though. Just like kudos to the sound mixing team because that just it sounds awful. Yeah, <laughs> like we didn't have to see that to know that it was terrible. But even though she is right on their tail, don't worry, we've got time for a flashback. <laughs> Talking is a free action. Yeah, and especially flashbacks are buy you time. It's yeah. not even a free action; it adds more time. So we go back to Aaron now when he's trying to like make his choice. Like, can I trust my comrades? This is now the story of can he trust his comrades? Where first is him? We're actually getting some training from his perspective. Of basically, they they're setting up a failsafe to stop Aaron, which is basically just cutting him and carving him out of his Titan. <laughs> You're gonna lose your arms and your legs, but eh. I mean, your tooth grew, grew back. Uh, you know, arms and legs are the same thing as teeth. <laughs> you creepy <laughs> lizard boy. <laughs> yeah. It'll probably happen, and Aaron's like, I don't like this. <laughs> I, I mean, when you actually think about, though, what they're doing when they showed the cutout and how Aaron's in kind of like a ball, he actually would be fine. But well, no, just but know they that. don't know His that. His arms and legs were spread out, so they're like, your arms and legs are probably going to get cut off here and here uh-huh. and here. But you'll probably be fine. You'll survive. Probably. <laughs> I guess, yeah. yeah. Eh, she'll be fine. And if not, you can be Moses. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I this was just an arm, though. This is kind of inverse Moses. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I hate to say and that. Moses there's makes a, a return. Episode. Yeah. <laughs> there's a Simpsons episode where Homer gets his arms stuck in two vending machines. And they're yes. like, sorry, we have to amputate your arms. And he's like, they'll grow back, right? They're like, yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> Wait, Homer, are you just, like, holding on to those? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you can there's a Simpsons good. episode for everything. <laughs> in much the same way, there's a red versus blue quote for everything. Well, Pretty much. Well, that's why Simpsons did it. Simpsons <laughs> yes. did it. Yeah. Yes. So Titans, Simpsons did it. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah. So anyway, I wouldn't be surprised if that were a Simpsons opening at some point in the future. I mean, I haven't. Yeah, it could be an opening. That'd be really cool. That would make me happy. That'd be great. So, anyways, after this happens, basically they're going to run some tests with him and try to like figure out his Titan abilities from both perspectives, so they can both work together. Hanji, really excited about this. Hanji is so great. Hanji is <laughs> drooling at one point, literally drooling. This is this is some next level crazy awesome. Well, and there's so much tension going on that Hanji showing up immediately breaks it. It's like there are people still freaking out around them, but Hanji doesn't care. Hanji no. wants to touch the arm for science. Knowledge is always worth the risk. I believe that. <laughs> we know you do. We know you do. Yeah, so first the first thing they try to do is put him in a well, have him transform, which Hanji's really excited about that. Which creates the most hilarious mental image we've ever yeah. seen from Hanji. 
imagining a Titan Aaron like halfway out of the well and flailing and all I can think of are the chomp plants from Mario coming oh, out of yeah, the pipes, yeah. the piranha plants. And Hanji's like, yes! <laughs> yes! She's like, an, yeah, she's like an NFL, yeah, I was thinking exactly that. She's like an NFL referee going, good. <laughs> but Aaron in the well uh, can't do it. He can't transform despite biting himself multiple times and bleeding all over his hands. And it takes a lot of willpower to bite yourself that <laughs> <Yeah>. much. <laughs> it's not working. Better bite the other hand. Just keep That's on not going. Either better bite the first one again. To the point where he's like legitimately yeah. bleeding too. Yeah, blood all like, over the place. Because later on in the episode, you know, they bite themselves, but they're not bleeding. I guess it's also like that. Yeah, I guess it's also that point of like he's used to it biting, and it probably doesn't hurt because he bites and he immediately transforms. Whereas, ah, that hurt. Well, maybe if I do it this time, it'll be better. I'd bite harder. Well, right now, ah. well, right now he's freaking out because he knows how much pressure is on him. He's Like, he does it once, and he's like, "What? why is this not happening? Why is this not happening? Like, like, I can't do it Performance right anxiety. Yeah, he just... It happens. It happens to the best of us. It happens. <laughs> so... I like, I like to call it Wednesday. Aww. Aww. It's a lot of stress on Wednesday. A lot of just stress Wednesday. on Wednesday. Just Wednesday. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Week. So... As we continue After on. that, he is with the group. He's with Oruo, Eld, Gunther, and Gunther, I think it would be pronounced, and as well as... Um, Petra. Petra, thank you. And with Petra. And they're all having this happy conversation, totally it's calm. It's like afternoon tea. Yeah. You're sitting outside on picnic tables. And they're like, oh, you can transform? Okay, cool. That's all right. No big. Better to find out now than, you know, in the middle of a fight. Yeah. But his hands are all bandaged, <laughs> bandaged, and he's just like, I'm still in pain. It's better to find out now than before, than after the marriage. So his hands are screwed up yeah. enough, and he drops the spoon on the ground out of his reach because he's just sad. <laughs> and as he reaches for it, oh, Titan, here it comes! <laughs> great timing there. Oh yeah, everyone, like there was great animation of people that just like went flying. Like, the guy that was flying behind Levi's, Levi's eyes just went, "What just happened?" I love that facial expression. <laughs> yeah. Levi, though, just as this explosion is going on behind him, just kind of the what? What? I know cool guys don't look at explosions, but I really need to know what just happened. And he's just like, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, so... And it's a ribcage and an arm, and poor Aaron perched on top with his hand caught going, I don't know what's happening! Yeah, and even though he's clearly freaking out, Oruo, Eld, Gunther, and Petra immediately flip the switch and have their blades out ready to attack him and kill him immediately in survival mode. And it's this great reversal of expectations because you hear Levi saying, you need to calm down, and Aaron's going, I don't know what's happening, I don't know how I did this. And it cuts to actually show Levi, and he's not talking to Aaron. He's yeah. talking to the rest of the squad, who are standing there, blades drawn, freaking out, ready to kill Aaron. It definitely shows a different side of Levi, too, than when we saw him beating the shit out of Aaron. Yeah. And you're just like, well, Levi must hate Aaron, or like, really despise, and like now you see like he really does have a really good grasp of the, the situation. situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does what's necessary. Right, so... Yeah, it definitely kind of turns that around a bit. And immediately as this happens, Hanshi, of course, with mobile, is just like, we need to go! We need to go! Science calls! <laughs> I love how they just jumped up in the air, and it, it was she, they were just so happy. It was great. So, before we talk about uh, this moment with Hanji, we actually have on the line with us Rob McCullen. 
I believe joining hey us right now. Hey, hey, Rob. So Rob is from, he's been doing anime voiceovers and video game voiceovers for a long time. Sensui from Yu Yu Hakusho, as well as you will all know him from as Reiner in Attack on Titan. Thank you so much for joining us. Sure, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yes, it makes me feel very old when you say that, but I've been doing this for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think more of like very successful. How about that way? That's the that's the turn I was thinking. Okay, sure. <laughs> if, if, if survival equals success, then yes, absolutely. Someone was asking me the other day when when it all started, and I couldn't even track to find back the first one. But I think Team Goten on Dragon Ball GT may have been the first major major role, which I think none of the people. Watching this show, we're born at that time. What? <laughs> no, yeah. for Dragon Ball GT, no, I watched that... Dragon Ball Z back in the day. So to me, Dragon Ball Z was back in the day. Yeah, so no, GT, but it wasn't new. Days. It wasn't new when you thought. Well, it was new for American dubbing. <laughs> exactly. So exactly. yeah. So I think I was a little bit older at that point when GT came out. But yeah, I mean, Team Godin's a huge role to get. So that that would have been your breakout role then. That was the that was the first the first one that, that followed a whole lot of very young, excited twelve to fourteen year old boys, <laughs> and, uh, and it took a long time before anybody would would take me seriously as a as a a grown up human being. And then I finally got to you mentioned Sensory from the uh, show. That was the first ad guy I've got to do, which was amazing. Yeah, that's a really which, really good role. Two very different characters. <laughs> Well, yeah, there's a, there's a wide range there, but it's funny. I mean, talking, you know, directors get to know you as whatever you read for them as. And you uh, go, oh, yeah, this is, the, this is that young kid. This is the noble warrior guy. And then you leave one other time for somebody else who casts you as the evil overlord bad guy. <laughs> in this mind, that's all you do. So I, I, I would assume directors like hang out in the director's coffee shops or whatever directors do, but I have to ask them I would hope that they would talk and say, you know, he can do something else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess, like, at that point, then you had, like, the young teen and then the evil overlord, and those are your two voices. <laughs> yeah. And Reiner's a little different, though, so, I mean, you obviously expanded out a lot. Well, Reiner, Reiner's still that kind of gruff, quiet guy. He's yet another, another character that hasn't said a lot yet. I keep telling when I first got cast for it, they're like, "Okay, this is the guy that we're not going to see a lot, hear a whole lot from." I you know, wrapped out this voiceover in a day, but but trust, it's cool. Be <laughs> <laughs> into it, and I'm not going to give any spoilers to anybody. But I know a lot of people who watch the show and also fans of the manga know what's coming. But yeah, yeah. I'm very yeah. excited. Man, well, well, I think we spoiler bait that one like almost every single episode. It's hard not to. <laughs> well, thank sure. you for keeping it spoiler free because we actually do have viewers in the comments who are watching Attack on Titan with us for the very first time and haven't read the manga. So we do appreciate that. Which is thank awesome. You. Yeah. I will also say that's one of my favorite things about anime fandom is that you that we are very precious about the first moment we got to see something and we don't spoil. Like, a lot of people in a lot of other areas get really proud of the fact that they know because they read the book, and they read Game of Thrones two years <laughs> ago, and of course, I want to spoil it for you, and I love that anime anime people are like, no, just trust us, keep watching, it's going to be awesome, but we're not going to tell you. Yeah. Because we want you to have that same joy that we had when we first saw the whatever it was. But we are going to watch you watching it and probably make popcorn because your reaction will almost be better than what's happening on screen. 
Exactly. And then I'll make a reference to the Red Wedding during Attack on Titan. And people are like, what? And Room Game of Thrones during Attack on Titan. I've done that before. That's the self way to do it. Well, actually, like a lot of times when I explain Attack on Titan to people, I, I, I actually compare it to Game of Thrones because to me it's like another one where it's like, they're just going to kill people and it's going to be great because you're not going to know who's going to yeah. die. And I think you, that's what's you exciting. Think you know who the main characters of this are, but way weak. Yeah, <laughs> we think you know where this is going, you know. And and a, a lot of times, you know, we kind of judge. We the voiceover actors, a lot of times, we'll see things way early on before, like sometimes even before the Japanese has been released. We'll start recording episodes for the American dub, so we have no idea. And then you know, fans of the manga and for for something like Attack on Titan that's kind of already out there in the uh, ethos, you get. But a lot of these shows are really obscure; nobody knows. So you think you're the lead, like, oh, this is my show, I'm going to be, oh, wait a minute, what? <laughs> wait, no, this is, this is like Sean Bean getting episodes yeah. Yeah. like, wait a minute, what? Well, okay, so sp- speaking of that then, have you ever had a, a show, an anime that you were working on that you were dubbing where you were really into it and then a fan spoiled it for you? Well, no, because the directors spoil it for you. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and they pay you. Most so of it, the time. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's because they tell you where things are going. And also, because we, we record a lot at one time. So you might record half a season in a single day if you're a character that's only in there occasionally. Um, so And the directors will try to give you a kind of a broader arc. Although sometimes, like, uh, I don't know if anyone's a fan of fairy tale. I, I was very lucky to get to do a character on fairy tale. Yeah, and oh, fairy tale's great. And the, the director intentionally did not let me in on several key facts and said, hey, do me a favor. Don't look this guy up. Don't, don't, you know, a normal actor would encourage you to do your research and be prepared on this one. Just, just, just come in blind and roll with it. Because, and again, I don't want to spoil anything, but there are some characters that turn out to be very similar to each other and related in specific ways. <laughs> and I was voicing all of them. <laughs> didn't want me to know. He didn't want me to know how those were all going to come together at different points in time or how that was going to end up. He's like, nope, they're different people, they're different characters, let's find a different voice for each of them, and then let's keep you in the dark until we get to the episodes where that changes. Yeah, that's great. That's amazing. That is brilliant. <laughs> I like this director. You should work with him more. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, I know you guys, you guys had Mike McFarland on last, uh, last week, right? Yes, yes. he did. Yeah, he's he's really good, and he has taken really good care of this show. He is. I mean, I'm not surprised at all that he was who they tapped to bring uh, the Attack on Titan uh, to the American voice uh, world. But he's he's someone who is very very precious with things and and, and takes good care of them. Yeah, and a show like this for how popular it is, you really need someone like that. But I'm curious. Yeah, well, you know, you know ahead of time this is going to be kind of a big deal. Yeah, I oh, mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think most of us watched it back when it was, before it was on Netflix on Hulu. So we were yeah. like, "All right, sweet, it's finally coming dubbed and coming to uh, the states dubbed." So we were excited about that. But yeah, ever since Hulu, so yeah, it's such a good show. Uh, something I'm curious about for you though, since you've done so many roles, when you go to places like ASEN or any conventions, who are you usually the most recognized as? Well, it's, I don't have time to do a lot of cons, so so my face. It's not really recognized. So the times I do it, people are like, I have no idea who that is. And then they go, oh. And then they look it up. And so it's like that, that, that thing of like they see the nameplate and then they pull up the phone uh-huh. and they go to behind and then they go, oh, 
oh crap, oh wait, and then they come back over. Yeah. Like, Sorry, I ignored you a second ago, but I love this guy. And you, you know, uh, fairy tale is a, is a, of course a big one. But, you know, Yu Yu Hakusho. There's still a lot of Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah. Fans. I don't um, think Yu Yu Hakusho fans ever go project. away. Oh, it's such a good, such a good uh, anime. Oh yeah. So, yeah. A lot of- a lot of a lot of fans. Uh, recently, a lot of fans were getting very excited about Psychopath. That's a new show. That yes. Out, uh, last year, that I really like. That's one of my favorite things in a while. I've gotten to do just because it's kind of a mind uh, blank. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know. This is the internet, but I don't know what we're allowed to say on a YouTube channel. But it's kind of a mind f and uh, <laughs> a mind. F- yeah, that, that. Yes. <laughs> brain screw. Uh, yeah. Oh, brain yeah. screw, that oh that's a good one. Yeah, brain screw. Yeah, mine yeah, brain screw. Bart, there. Because brain screw has like a double meaning because it could also mean like in a Frankenstein kind of way, like an actual screw <laughs> going into someone's brain. I like that. Perfect. It was actually You're double welcome. entendre. <laughs> so it's actually um, one of our hosts, Megan. It's her birthday today. <laughs> and she specifically said, she was like, I want to schedule Rob McCullen today. This is who I want on my birthday to be on the show. Well, because Reiner's her favorite character. No one needed to know that, Dave. <laughs> I think Rob needed, needed to, to know, know it, though. Maybe I, maybe I already knew that, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Maybe I already felt it a little bit that she and I were connected. Because my birthday was only a week ago. So oh, wow. Oh. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Because <laughs> so I was leading to you so you can ask whatever yeah, question you wanted, Megan. That was why I was leading this. I was like, Megan, this is your time to shine. Okay. Um, I was wondering, how did you audition for the role? Because I know that for, for certain people, they, they obviously had a few actors in mind. But how was the audition process like for you? Well, this is what, and that's the, uh, Funimation is very much a, a, a tight-knit family, and directors know people and know what they can do, so they have some stuff in mind for you. But then you go in, and you're like, hey, up. I know you wanted me to see, to read this guy and this, but I'd also kind of like to take a stab at this one. So you might go in with like four characters. And the director only wants to see you for one, but you're going to be a pain in the butt and say, no, can I read for these guys too? Um, and, uh, but Reiner's an easy character because he's really calm most of the time. I mean, in, unless he's attacking something and be busted out of a closed fist around his body, um, he, is a pretty calm, in-control guy. And I realized that, you know, not to say that I'm a lazy voiceover actor, but I have realized that the more powerful your character is, the less you have to scream and exert yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and this is from so someone example, who did a Dragon Ball the voice. The first bad guy I got to do back in Yu Yu Hakusho, he's so powerful, he never has to exert. He's going to wipe something, he just goes, ugh. <laughs> Whereas, like... like the young guys that are trying to prove themselves, they have to scream and kamehameha up and do all this stuff. And the really powerful guys are just calm. They're totally chill. Yusuke, you're a meshi. I don't really understand that. <laughs> so, so Reiner was another one of those calm guys. I mean, when we got to the training scenes, is what we used. The training scenes were what we used for audition side. Yeah. And, you know... He's already, you know, number two in his class, and he's he's helping other people out and kind of mentoring, and and he doesn't have to get all crazy and scream with people. Even when he's fighting I mean, Anne, Anna, and uh, except, except when uh, he gets, Annie, you know. Annie, thank yeah, you. during the training <laughs> session, oh, yeah. and she just like throws him onto the ground. It was pretty great. <laughs> 
kind of hot too. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> more than a little bit. More than a little bit. <laughs> all right, all right. That's what you got. Yeah. All right, Rob. Well, thank you so much. I for don't your... want to over-identify with the characters, but that's, that's kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> is that, we is, have a vested interest? <laughs> is, is that how you then acted it out for Ryder? You're like, I think this is the the, the emotion he would go for. Is really into <laughs> it. <laughs> I try. Anytime there's like romantic scenes, I try to talk to the directors and be like, Hey, you know, it might add some. Because normally we're by ourselves in the booth doing these all alone, you know, one at a time, and someone might be two weeks ahead of somebody else. So I'm like, you know, if Colin Clinkenbeard wanted to come in and just do this face to face, you know, just to give it some, you know, some real acting there. So far, they have yet to take me up on that. <laughs> it would really help the process, right? It's all about the craft. Exactly. <laughs> let's, let's just I'm all about the craft. Yeah. I think, uh, I think people like Jamie Marchie and Colleen are all about the restraining order. <laughs> let's just put her in the booth and let her throw me a couple of times. Maybe it'll help. Maybe let's, let's do it. Yeah, you say it's all about making it real. Yeah, yeah. got to make it real. You know, <laughs> It's perfect. All right, well, Rob. There's another insider's note I will give you. There's a sound effects track that always comes from the Japanese versions. Yeah. And sometimes they'll do, and you won't know which ones are in the sound effects and which ones are in the actor's voiceovers. So like when they're serving noodles or sipping cups of coffee. Oh. You, you always have to check and see, like, okay, am I going to do that or are they going to do the sound effects version of it? Smoking. I have a lot of characters lately I've been doing who smoke, and you have to do really pronounced inhales and exhales of cigarette smoke. And I'm like, nobody, nobody makes sound doing that. <laughs> 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 You're the worst smoker on the planet. I can hear you draw a drag from this side of the room. Like, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, that's how you take a drag. You're like, <laughs> Yeah, it's like, if I can hear you, you really should stop smoking. <laughs> <laughs> you really need to quit. You have a problem. <laughs> I'll quit when I want to quit. All right. <laughs> well, I think we had Batman enter the studio. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All right, Rob. Well, thank you so much for your time. We're going to get back to the review, but it was a pleasure having you on. Reiner from Attack on Titan and so many other roles, so do check him out. And yeah, thank you so much. You were uh, all that background. I didn't know that about the slurping noodle stuff, so that's new to me. I'm like, wow, I didn't know that. That's great. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, enjoy the rest of the show, guys, and, uh, and hopefully with two rounds around, you're going to see the next six steps. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Yeah, Keep talk- watching. Yeah, <laughs> we will, definitely. All right, we'll talk to you later. Bye. All right, so that was Rob McCollum, Reiner. How you doing, Megan? Happy birthday to me. Yeah. (laughs) And we should say, it is Megan's birthday today, so happy birthday, (laughs) Megan. We should have thought, we should have had him him sing uh, Happy Birthday as Reiner to her. That would have been perfect. Necessary. Oh, 100% necessary. Rob, are you still listening? (laughs) Call back in. Are you still listening? No. (laughs) We're out of time. We are out of time. That would have been incredible. All right, so let's, let's, uh, roll through this and Titans so Aaron picks up the spoon immediately becomes a Titan as we said and that's when Hanji runs over super excited and uh, they all and after this moment of Aaron finally like getting out of the Titan he, he has a moment with Levi where Levi is actually kind of like sitting down talking with him about uh, the troops and actually uh, really being relatable and kind to Aaron for the first time that we've really, I think we've seen it so far. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it's just like, wow, actually, like, Levi's really bonding with him. And after that, uh, they get called in by Hanji, who has the spoon, who explains that apparently Aaron doesn't need to just hurt himself. 
He also needs to have some clear goal or objective in mind before turning into a titan, even if that goal and objective is taking a spoon. Like <laughs> taking up a spoon. Cue up purpose from Avenue Q. Yeah. <laughs> so Aaron's like, really? It's just, uh, just me picking up a spoon? <laughs> Seriously? It's got to be really frustrating, too, because he spent, like, how God knows how much time, like, sitting there, like, biting down on his hands with no result, and then just like, oh... I just I just needed to think to myself, oh, I have to do that one thing, and that's it. <laughs> but then I think, like, to me, I thought Thayer's worry is, well, what, does that mean how many mi- minute tasks are just going to transform me into entitlement without <laughs> me wanting to? I need to, to do well, the laundry. Oh, I bit myself. Here's my to-do list. Yeah. <laughs> I bit myself in, like, oh, I need to take a piss. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Actually, I don't want to... I actually wouldn't be able to do that as a Titan either, no. so yeah. that'd be very really confusing. I'm glad we all went there and that it wasn't just me. It's just like, anyway. wait, that's not possible. <laughs> anyway. The Pact. The yes. Pact. I figured that's where you were going with it anyway, but so... Oh, I was no. just trying to get past the little uh, anatomical <laughs> impossibility. Oh, no. Anyway. Gunther, Eld, and Petra all apologize and admit that they were scared, which is really big of them, and they ended up all biting themselves to prove that that they want to all work together as a team and they didn't understand. So they actually make it up to him and also admit that, hey, it hurts a lot to bite yourself. Dang, the kids, you're you crazy. So basically, <laughs> trust exercises for the scout regiments really, really, hu- they really hurt. They're not fun. Yeah, it's not falling back into your group of friends and hoping they'll actually <laughs> catch you. You've been hurt before, haven't Aww. you? I don't want to talk about it. Oh, poor Dave. <laughs> but the flashback ends with Petra asking Aaron to trust them, which segues us right back into the present where she's going, trust us, trust us, seriously, trust us. And we get okay, a really close-up shot. We get that close-up shot of the scar in her hand, so it's like yeah. connecting all of that, seeing Aaron thinking, and then he's like, all right, I'll do it. I will trust you guys. And immediately as he says, I'm in tr- I trust you, another one dies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right afterwards. And test your you another. <laughs> and you can tell how much it really, like, deeply hurt him. Him that that was the choice that he made because he's like forgive me as soon as the guy you know gets killed yeah and and all he can do is hope he made the right choice as they gallop the female past Titan. a certain place and and Irvin all of a sudden is there yells out the order to fire and a giant net trap captures the female Titan like zillions it's of like eight dozen everywhere. harpoons yeah. It's incredible. From every direction. And this, I, I, I think this is like the moment where I knew Irwin was a force to be reckoned with. Oh, because yeah. it's like, you are smart. We're not just in ignore me territory anymore. <laughs> He's actually, wow. So all of a sudden you realize Irvin has had this plan the entire time. Oh, yeah. That like, he suspected this, he was ready for this, because he had to get ahead into the forest before all of them as well with to set up all the traps. So he had suspected this all along, and that's really what this mission probably was, was specifically for this. So Irwin's really ahead of the game here. So that is where we kind of wrap up as Levi goes to talk to Irvin and also saying, like, hey, I hope this was worth it, because the rear guard had a huge sacrifice. Yeah. So that is where we're at with the female Titan captured. So hopefully we'll find out who it is next week. Because who the hell is it? <laughs> and I love that Levi is just like, they're probably freaking out in there right now. <laughs> yeah. So great moment to end on. So another exciting. This is really, this show is the show where you're just like, you ha- you can't stop watching. You're like, 
what happens next? What happens next? Every okay, episode. after this episode, I'll be done. Shoot, I gotta watch another one. I, love I gotta watch another one. It's three in the morning later. and you finish. Like, I found when I was watching this the first time through, I had to stop halfway through an episode because every single oh. episode had a cliffhanger. So I was like, it just had to be halfway through. You just have to through. stop like, during some exposition right. bit. <laughs> okay, we're good. Take a break. Well, watching it on Hulu was just like, all right, it's the next episode, and then it's an advertisement for forget about it. And I was like, ah, oh, no, never mind. I'll watch it later. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That did help watching on Hulu yeah. a lot. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We do have to head out uh, pretty much right now for Sword Art Online, who has an amazing guest coming on. So stick around for that. But, guys, thank you so much for watching. Once again, I'm Dave Klein. You can find me on Twitter at the Dave Klein. That is K-L-E-I-N. You can follow me on Twitter at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. Don't forget to go to iTunes, rate, leave a comment. And you can find me on Twitter at, at @nowquick. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Kiaxe. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. Seriously, rate us five stars. We love you. And we'll see you next week. Later, guys. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.